from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. We're in our temporary studios here in our producer's office. Elizabeth, good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning. Good to see you. Uh, Sitting across from me is our editorial director, Mr. Jeff McDonald. Greetings. Good to be with you. Good to be with you, sir. You're looking very dapper on this day. We try for a Monday. We try for a Monday. (laughs) But we're very excited today, and this is a very special podcast, because today we have the distinct privilege to have in our temporary studio our national commander, Commissioner David Hudson. Commissioner, it's glad we're glad you're here today. It's wonderful to be with you. Thank you. <laughs> we are excited uh, to have an opportunity to just talk with you a little bit. A question we had for you was, what what excites you most about this very festive time of the year? Oh, you know, it's something special when you start hearing the Christmas uh, carols and uh, see the Christmas decorations. Um, But I think recently, uh, the thing that um, I'm so this uh, makes this time of year so special is um, we live in a world that is um, so polarized and so focused on. our side being right, their side being wrong, separation, you name the issue and we're separate on it and people being put into boxes that they probably don't belong in because we we hear a title. We know everything about them by one thing that they've said and um, which is not true, Mm -hmm. but in our own, own thinking and but we get into this time of year and people begin to focus on other people. And so I wanna, I wanna treasure this time of year. A uh, few more smiles, you know, attention to others, more complimentary words. And so I wish we could carry it year round. Chances are, you know, after Christmas, we'll kind of get back into our, our tribes. Um, but maybe uh, this one little, um, we have this one little oasis of a moment. So, um, so that's what makes it real special to me, especially um, in the season uh, of our world right now. Yeah. Well, it's almost 2020. It's just a few days away, I think. Yeah. And we were wondering, 2020 is a, is a big year for you. There's a lot of things, a lot of things happening in your life that our listeners may not be aware of. But share with us what are some of your hopes. Um, personally for yourself and and uh, for the Salvation Army as we turn the corner into the new year? Um, well, I think that, um, you know, you, one thing you're probably um, referring to is uh, <laughs> our imminent retirement date that's coming up halfway through the year. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, and it's that will be a huge uh, transition for us. You know, as officers, uh, people ask me what's, what's the one thing that um, – um, maybe the most concerning or um, what I'm worried about or whatever. And I don't know if worry is the, the, right, the right phrase, but uh, as an officer, our lives, and Tim, you will certainly know this, is very prescriptive. Yeah. Uh, we go where we're told to go. We do the job that we're told to do. We live where we're told to live. 
we drive what we're told to drive. We sit on the couch that we, we're we're told that this is our couch. <laughs> this is yeah. our couch, and that's all you know. And that's all done for efficiency, right? Um, but then all of a sudden, I have to make every one of those decisions. And uh, most people will say, "Well, you know, everybody does." But Sharon and I have been doing this for forty-five years, and so it's going to where this freedom that we have, I think, is going to be uh, very good. But I think in some ways it's going to be um, maybe a little bit stressful. All of a sudden, you mean we have to decide. I get to buy a car that is not on any list other than can my bank account afford it. <laughs> Which and is the most important list of all. That is a very important a very important thing. Yeah. And so, uh, so I'm intentionally going to buy a car, I think, that is not on uh, our list. Well, we're, we're you know we're we're excited for you. I mean, any any time an officer enters the blessed ranks of retirement, and considering your journey for both you and Commissioner Sharon, and over forty five years of service, I mean, we we can't help but thank God and 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 be happy. Uh, we know that we're going to miss um, certainly you he- here at, at national headquarters. Um, you're a very relational national commander and i've known you for decades and and uh you haven't changed i mean you're you're always focusing on on what's important in people's lives you take take the time to uh to get to know us here you know thinking about your awareness of the complexity of life it seems appropriate during the advent season since you know when you read the uh, the advent you know the story of christmas etc you really can never plumb the full depths of God uh, in terms of uh, his nature and his great love. And that's what the Army certainly does during the Christmas season throughout the year to to give a voice to that love and to give it practical expression. So we appreciate that wisdom that you've attained in you know, um, understanding the complexity of life and sharing it. Um, Based on your experience, what advice would you give to young Salvation Army officers as they take up the various challenges in their varied appointments, whether it be leading a corps, an adult rehabilitation center, or emergency services preparedness? Um, you know, today, and probably if there's a theme that I've had for my last uh, this last year has been um, the mission. Um, I had a business leader one time, um, first meeting with him, he came up to me and uh, I mean, I'd, I knew his name because we had an appointment and he knew my name because he had an appointment, but didn't know anything else about him. And, and the first thing he said to me was, uh, what is the mission of the Salvation Army? And so I quoted the mission of the Salvation Army. And then he said, what's the mission of this other organization? <laughs> and I think, I don't know. I hope this isn't a test because I said, I don't know. He said, exactly. They've forgotten their mission. If you ever forget your mission, it's time to close up shop. You're done. It's all about the mission. I don't know if I really appreciated that statement just a few years ago. And I don't know if I fully appreciate it today, but I have a deep, deep appreciation of it. Um, the mission of the Salvation Army is a simple yet profound one. 
to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to meet human need in his name without discrimination. That's not two missions, that's one. I told people the pivotal word and, it, there, there's no commas. This is all, it's a continual. It's one statement. And, and if you dissect it, it it's loses. But I think that, you know, people hear preaching and they think about, you know, standing up on a, a Sunday morning behind a pulpit and preaching. But preaching is to proclaim. And when you think about the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's a gospel of uh, redemption, of reconciliation, of grace, of love, acceptance, forgiveness. Um, it's about building, building people up. It's about, uh, you know, a deep, deep um, concern for the well-being of others. And how do you do that? You do that through meeting human need in his name without discrimination, which I think creates a passion. How in the world can we look and be in the Salvation Army? We should be more aware of this than anything. 40 million people in the United States are living in poverty. Any given night, a half a million people uh, in the United States are homeless. 20% of those are 100,000 people on any given night are under the age of 18. When, when we hear these type of things, and we see the, the runaway drug addiction um, that, that people are dealing with, and, and people are working you know, two or three jobs just to make ends meet, how in the world can we hear this without passion and a desire to do something to do something to ease the, the you know, the, the struggle of others. And I would, I would hope that our young officers would fall in love with the mission, but not just to be able to quote it, but what it really means, that we are called in order to make a difference in other people's life. And yes, we're to proclaim the love of Jesus. That, that should permeate everything that we do. But it's, it's more than that. It's to live out that love for Jesus and to live out that love in a way that I, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna check my, I'm gonna check my agenda at the door because I'm focused on this person. And what can I do to make this person's life a little bit easier? And maybe, n not because it's my agenda, but maybe they will then be very receptive to why do I do what I do? And they begin to ask the questions rather than me telling them. And then I can introduce, maybe have the opportunity to introduce them to Jesus. And then, you know what, let him do his work in their life. I've, I don't have the ability, I've never changed one person. I can't even change myself. I can't change anybody else, but that's okay, that's not my job. My job is to present Jesus to them through my actions, my words through my love and then let him do his work in their life whatever he chooses to do in their life and if our officers could do that I think it would transform transform um, our ministry in a new way uh, you know we often do uh, uh, you know call to officership we do them in meetings or something where you know, I've been saying lately, maybe we should be doing calls to officership at one of our drug and alcohol addiction programs. You know, if you want to make a 
positive impact on a person's life, you know, come alongside of us and, um, and, you know, let God do something through you. And then, you know, he gets all the credit, you know, I don't deserve any credit. My, my job is get out of the way. So, but it, that's a long, long answer. But um, <laughs> it's, it's a great. But answer. I think, answer, I think yeah. Um, yeah. instilled passion, passionately in love with Jesus, passionately in love with others, uh, in order to um, for God to be able to do His chosen work in them. Before we get back to the conversation, let's take a moment to talk about Christmas Breakthrough, written by Commissioner Phil Needham. Christmas Breakthrough features a series of devotionals relating to Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany. Throughout the inspirational text, Needham retells the events surrounding the birth of Christ and shares many lessons that can be learned in revisiting what he recognizes as the most important breakthrough in human history. Visit SalvationArmy.ChristianBook.com to order a copy. Again, that's SalvationArmy.ChristianBook.com. Um, what what are some of the encouraging trends that you're seeing in the Salvation Army, not only nationally but worldwide? What are some of the positive things that are happening? Oh, I, I you know I talk about the importance of mission, and maybe that's what I gravitate toward whenever I um, I travel. But just seeing the incredible expression of um, of the mission of the Salvation Army and what people are doing. Um, in in you know in in Jesus's name and meeting needs without discrimination, you know it's interesting. Um, I met this young lady um, a year or two ago, and uh, she was telling a story that uh, she said she was in prison, and um, um, she walked across a room and she saw uh, some writing in um, uh, on a red background, and she said. It said, um, the, salvation, the Salvation Amy, and, um, because her name was Amy. And uh, she got close to it, and then she realized that's not what it said. It said the Salvation Army, but it was talking about a, a pre, pre-release program uh, that was taking place in the correctional institution that she was, um, she was in. And so she got, got involved in it. And then, uh, upon her release, she went to a post, uh, you know, after after correction or post correction uh, transition uh, facility. And then, um, you know, she actually got hired by the Salvation Army, and now she uh, runs the uh, one of the programs in this part of the country. And she gave her she gave her testimony, and she said, and she circled back at the end, and she said, but you know, when I saw that sign. I was actually right. It was the salvation of Amy, because this is what God did in my life. And I think that, you know, any of us that the Army has had, and I'm a product of the Salvation Army's ministry, uh, my wife certainly is, and I think each one of us can write our name down on, on that, so it's the Salvation Dave. and. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful and very, very appreciative. Uh, so that excites me uh, when, I, when I see this story upon story upon story. 23 million and 23 million unique stories. 
the diversity of the Salvation Army and the diverse programs and applications of the ministry. It's tailored to meet the needs in uh, 7,600 locations in the United States alone. So pulling back to a more strategic view, we know you as a strategic thinker, um, certainly, and I know that you come in to your appointments with, uh, with objectives and plans. You like to see them completed. Um, how has serving as national commander deepened your understanding of how the Salvation Army in the USA can best do its work? Um, I think the first thing is um, I encourage us to be us. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of things uh, at our, our disposal, and um, we're doing a lot of good things, and we're doing a lot of things that we do better than a lot of other people. And I think we need to focus on those areas. Maybe let go of some of the areas that other, other organizations or you know, groups do better than we do. And so, uh, for instance, when I came here as, uh, uh, actually I came here as uh, National Chief Secretary first and then I became National Commander. Uh, the question my, my uh, top of mind was, what should National Headquarters look like in the year 2017 at the time? Now, you know, I'm kind of modifying that. What should it look like in 2020? And, um, and work together to make sure that we are what we should be, that we're structured to, to help come alongside the territories best we can today, how we can be a value added to the Army's mission here at National Headquarters and certainly not a cost center. Um, and so I think uh, wherever we are, uh, those questions should be asked. Uh, what, you know, I, my wife and I were stationed in Pocatello, Idaho. I love the name Pocatello, Idaho. <laughs> Our youngest daughter was born in Pocatello. Uh, but so if, if there's a service unit there today and that question for that service leader, that leader of that center is, uh, I think it should be, what should the Salvation Army in Pocatello, Idaho look like in the year 2020? Mm-hmm. And not be afraid uh, to change, not be afraid uh, to kind of um, focus on an area that we can um, make the greatest impact for good in, in that community. Um, so, mm-hmm. Well, I just have one last question for you. Uh, as you're kind of getting ready to land the plane here and move out into uh, the blessed ranks of retirement, you certainly might have one or two concerns for the Salvation Army going forward. What what might be some of those? Uh, I think one of my my, uh, greatest uh, concerns is um, the Salvation Army is – is called to meet need in his name without discrimination. That means it goes beyond any any one group. Uh, so you you name a group, you name a political party, you name whatever. It goes way beyond way beyond that. And because if I truly want to meet need in his name without discrimination, that means I need to have my eyes open to the needs of all all people. I'm always concerned when anybody, uh, external or internal, decide they want to use the Salvation Army for their agenda. Um, we, we are not 
chemical weapon or a um, we are not something to be used to defend anyone's position uh, or or um, come against anybody else's position. We are here for the express purpose of um, introducing, reinforcing, or um, whatever uh, other adjective you want to use to to proclaim good in this in this world. And the good is thinking about others first and taking care of others' needs. And so one of my, uh, my, one of my biggest concerns today is people that decide where the Salvation Army rests. People used to, you know, we'd often say um, years ago that the Salvation Army is apolitical. That's impossible today because everything is political. But we are nonpartisan, and we should work extremely hard to make sure that we navigate down that road. And we partner with people that are able to come alongside of us to meet the needs of the people that God brings uh, to our, our door. It was interesting, uh, David Jeffrey, who was the national commander before me, he, he said he had the opportunity to go and sit in the Oval Office and um, speak with uh, President Barack Obama. And he said as they walked in, the very first thing that President Obama said to them is, I want to thank you for the way the nonpartisan approach that the Salvation Army uses. Here is the President of the United States, and he picked up immediately that we are not a tool or a weapon at his disposal to use against the other side but the same way we're not a tool or a weapon for for the other others and I hate to even use the word side to be used against them we are focusing on the people that uh, God has called us to serve and we are the voice of the people that God has called us to serve and so anybody, anybody, uh, somebody wearing red on their shoulders as an officer or a, a volunteer or an employee, partner with us in order to meet the needs of God's people uh, without discrimination. Well, we appreciate your words of wisdom and, and taking a few moments uh, to, to join us here today. We're going to conclude this um, episode of the Fight for Good podcast. We I also encourage you to uh, follow us and follow The War Cry and Peer Magazine on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Well, until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. We wish you a continued happy and holy holiday season, keeping Jesus first and the mission at the Salvation Army of Others at the forefront of your heart and mind. God bless you all. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.